Welcome back to the Mail-In Podcast. I'm excited to be here today, Tom. You know why? Because it's not 107 degrees outside. It's only like 94. Next to me. It's a crisp 96. A crisp 96. Um, Next to me is the lovely Sally DeFreeze. Hi, Sally. How are you? I'm great. Your husband drove to work today, as I'm sure you're aware he does on most days, um, and said he had the window down because it was so crispy. It was, this morning was actually pretty decent. I, I did go for a little... A jaunt? Walk with Rosie and Fritz. Was Rosie chilling in the, uh, in the water today? Or was that, was that a uh, That was re- yesterday. Repost? So she um, was really stinky yesterday, mm-hmm. or like the past couple of days. So we were like, and we got our house clean yesterday. So I was like, why don't we take uh, her for a swim mm-hmm. and then we'll bathe her, which is what we did. Interesting. She gets real fluffy when we bathe her. So she's just like... <laughs> Got her fresh cut. But she, yeah, she was swimming. And I think, honestly, what we need to start doing is making her swim every day because she's overweight. Oh. She's a little sedentary. I well, see. Because she eats anything that Fritz drops on the ground, which is like half of his food. <laughs> and it's too hot outside for her to go play fetch or anything now because she yeah. like burns her paw pad. So, like, the only way to get her to exercise is by swimming. By swimming. Rosie might get in. She might be... Just an Olympic Getting swimmer. In swimmer shape. But the issue is that swimming in the lake, then she gets disgusting. Again. Mm-hmm. I don't want to bathe her every day. Will said, Will made it. He, he, he wasn't trying to be funny, but apparently Rosie is, she has two coats. It's like a double coated yeah. thing. So she's like, Yeah, Rosie gets waterlogged. She does. And she was like <laughs> slowing down to the point where I was getting a little stressed. So I uh-huh. would throw the ball and I wouldn't throw it that far. And then Will would throw it way out there. I'm like, She's going to drown because she is like so weighed down mm-hmm. by her coat and it's it's after she gets out it takes like a while for her to dry off yeah too. it's a big it's a whole big thing yeah but will describing your dog as waterlogged i got a kick out of today i know well <laughs> i need to swim after her i just can you swim in that part as a human yes you can swim but you're not supposed to swim off the ramp where we were ta- I, mean, I don't even think you're supposed to let your dog swim just because there's mm-hmm. boats coming in and out oh okay and it's busy. Oh, so. yeah. I guess. I mean, it's Lake Austin with people wakeboard and wakeboard yeah. all the time. Okay. I mean, you can swim in there, but they don't want people swimming into like that no-wake zone. Although people do it all the time. Yeah. I think it's more just because boats may not see you. Got it. That makes sense. Last time Randy and I went to Hula Hut, we did backflips off the Hula Hut bar. I, the- I do know a lot about uh, swimming next to Hula Hut mm-hmm. uh, because I dropped my phone off the deck at Abel's in the Lake. Oh, no. Uh, how many years ago was that? Like 12 on Memorial Day, and I had to dive in and go get it. Did you get it? Yes. Did it work? Have I never told the story? No. What? <laughs> uh, I was I was drinking at Abel's on the Lake. As one does. On a Memorial Day, <laughs> and this was – it was 10 – it was 10 or 11 years ago. And I dropped my phone. It like I, my phone was on my lap. I uncrossed my legs and recrossed them. And it fell and bounced and went into the water. No way. And we were like on the upper deck, which I don't even think they have open anymore. Mm-hmm. And so we watched it fall. I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, I, it's gone. We're done. I called Apple. I think at the time, I don't know what iPhone we were on whatever that was 10 years ago. Okay. They told me that they could give me an iPhone 8 gig. 8. Okay, I think my current iPhone is like 512 540 or something. Yeah. <laughs> for What? An 8 gig for $850. I was like I'm not doing that. That's so absurd. No, thank you. So I went and bought goggles at the CVS on Lake Austin. Came <laughs> back, talked to the people at Ables on the Lake to like let me down through the side thing for the water between really it was between Mozart's and Ables on the Lake because mm-hmm. Mo and Hula Hut's on the other side and my swimsuit and goggles and dove down except for that it's only like four or five feet right there oh okay so I swam over to where I thought I dropped it my friend Monet was like standing above pointing and I dove down really couldn't see anything but then felt around my foot and felt glass uh, and I went down and grabbed it and it was my phone and it was shit. turning on and off It was just like restarting. So it'd be the apple and then it'd be black and then it'd be the apple. And so I knew a guy who like separated it because you can take the front cover off or whatever, Mm -hmm. let it dry out for like three days, uh, put it back together. It worked. (laughs) 
No shit. But it would drop my calls every yeah. time that I was on a call and open an app. Mm-hmm. And so I took it to the Apple store and I was like, I don't know. It's just like not working. <laughs> and they were like, um, the, the moisture indicator is off, but like there is no moisture in it. And I was like, I think that's probably from the gym. It's just like getting like steamy, you know? Yeah. It's, and they it gave like me a, a phone for free. No way. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's awesome. That's a good, that's a good Apple story. I had, a, I had a run in college. I think I like probably went through eight to 10 iPhones. Holy shit. And I got them replaced every time, but like one or two times. That I think is every time. So many once. phones. Yeah. Oh my, like full replacement, not just like screen cracks. A couple it. screen cracks. Okay. Couple water damages. One of them, a pledge had to buy me a new phone because he threw me in a pool and my phone was in the back. Oh, my that, back pocket. Th- not your fault. Pledge's not fault. Not my fault. He had to buy Damn. me a new phone. Uh, one time I told, <laughs> they definitely knew I was lying too. One time I cracked, remember when it, like, I cracked the back screen. Yeah, the back was glass at one point too. I mean, it's still glass yeah. now, but it is it. I think yeah, this is. Oh, I think it's uh. Yeah, it's it's like. Oh, I guess not. It was glass. It was the black well, maybe one. Maybe it is. Whatever no, that, whatever this material. Can't crack. It was black. It was the black one that was glass on the back, and I dropped it, and it broke on the back, and I went to the Apple Store and said that someone called me and said that my sister was going into labor, and I was so shocked that I dropped my phone. <laughs> And they replaced it. That's excuse number 11. You're just like, man, I don't labor. And then Holy shit, right after the, the Abel's incident is when they came out with like insurance that covered yes. like theft. Yes. Lo- so then I was like, sign me up. Good to go. Yes. I will pay for that 10 times out of 10. What is it because, okay, is this like a, to be sexist real quick, is this because like men generally have more pockets and girls have to like wearing a dress or where like the phone is oftentimes out or if you're like um, going out you kind of have to hold your phone well but you also could like carry a clutch or oh, a purse yeah. i guess but like weird. a couple times when my phone was stolen it was because i had a clutch and my clutch was stolen oh twice both times before spring break but like also i was kind of a shit show in college and like <laughs> would go out and just like leave my clutch like sitting on the side of like the bar and just go and like just go dance at Malaya and <laughs> which is RIP not open anymore because of like a I think a drug ring. I don't really remember. Yeah, okay. But like hey Sally, don't just like leave your purse sitting there. Like stop being so trustworthy of people. <laughs> Idiot. Come back. Where'd my thing go? Well, that guy stole it. He's long gone. Yeah. I did one time before spring break, I left my clutch on the side of a like a bar, like a, on this like sidebar thing. Sure. We were dancing. Mm-hmm. Come back, realize it's gone, and find my clutch in the trash with all of my stuff in it except for my phone. And I had actually had like $500 in cash in the clutch, but like in a weird pocket. Mm-hmm. And the guy saw my phone, took my phone, but like didn't take my ID or anything. And that was... That was the Friday night before left wow. for spring break. Yeah. What is, you know what? I guess this is, it's different now. But like my, when somebody broke into my car, smashed my back window and took my laptop back. Mm-hmm. Like what is, what is their goal? Like what is the goal? Like just, because you can't get into it. Yeah. You can't, like, do you just sell it for parts? I mean, what is, I just, uh, like, I was so disgruntled by just like, what are you going to do with that, dude? Like, le- if you want the headphones, sure. I have friends who leave their cars unlocked and completely empty. That's crazy. Because they're like, I'd rather, there's no way somebody's going to steal my car. Yeah. And I'm sick of having my windows be broken. Oh, the, the windows, it's just such a motherfucker. Because my insurance doesn't, like, my deductible is 500 bucks or whatever. On, so it doesn't get there. So it's just $290 yeah. out of pocket. Yeah, just it's really annoying. Please stop shattering my windows at yeah. Austin. Don't keep anything in your car and just leave it unlocked. And if you go to Fresses, don't park in the auxiliary lot next door yeah. with no lights and no cameras. Yeah, don't anyway, do that. This is the mail-in. Sorry, that was a real t- long no. tangent. <laughs> Where we talked about our grievances and dropping phones in, in waters. I, you know what? I think I've dropped a phone in a lake before. Like you're on the boat and you're, you you know, you walk around and just splash. See ya. Um, 
So if you've dropped the phone in your lake, you're probably listening to this too and being like, yep, done that, or in a random spot, or maybe you had your car broken into. I don't know. But you should uh, subscribe to this show on iTunes and follow on Spotify. Maybe hit the hotline number, leave a voicemail, 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mailin Podcast. Sally, are you ready? I'm ready. What do you consider ghosting? Like, if you went on a first date and didn't ask them out on a second date, do you have to give them an explanation? And is it ghosting if you don't? Short answer to me is no. That's not ghosting. Ghosting is more of a text-related thing. Yeah, I agree. I was going to say, if you're on a date, if you go on one date with someone and it was like kind of a setup or like a hinge thing or whatever, mm -hmm. and you haven't like had a bunch of conversations, you just like meet for a date and you're like, man, I'm not feeling this. I don't think that you totally owe that person like a whole explanation as to why it's not going to work out. That's just dating. But if you've like been texting for like a whole month. And then you meet up and then you date. Yeah, that's fair. Well, a month is a really long time. But if you've been texting like a lot mm -hmm. to the point where you're probably texting this person every day, then you go out with them on a real date and then you i think maybe that could be a little ghosting okay that's fair and i'm talking text to each other's numbers not like via the app yeah when you're you're off app at right. this point right yes but i i don't know that you people go on dates pre-apps people went on dates and then just didn't call each other yeah if they i mean didn't like each other think of, i was gonna say think of like Dating in the 90s or even 2000s. Yeah. If you just didn't like somebody, it was just like, oh, yeah. so you, you never. didn't like text them or Yeah. Anything. Now, so now like, we live nah, in an age where it's like. a second date. Yeah. You, we live in an age now where everything needs to be, which is in some ways a good thing. Like yeah. I think, I think giving somebody closure is nice or at least like, hey, good time. Not, I don't see a future in this. Does it change your boom, opinion boom, boom. at all if you went on one date and there's also a hookup after the date? Oh yeah, if you hook up, you I think you, you have gotta, to, if you get physical, you need to tell them. If you get horizontal, you better you better shoot a text if you're not going to ask another. I'm even saying like an aggressive makeout. I feel like you may need to like say something. Maybe a most situation yeah, or a, like, or a DMO. Yeah, if you're if you're dance floor making out with somebody <laughs> and you're not asking him out on a second date. So well, you, <laughs> okay, but the, like a DF, DF. What if they're a terrible DMO or DFMO? DF. Oh, DFMO. That's what it is. Right? Dance floor Dance make floor, out. I was like, yeah. we're missing a letter. Uh, or DFM. <laughs> uh, if you do that, but you're drunk and you didn't go on a date with them beforehand, I don't really also think that you owe them anything. Like, no. But I'm saying, say you take them out on a date. Then y'all like go get a drink afterwards and then you like make out at the bar where you're like having a drink. Maybe shoot them a like, I'm not feeling it because like that could be a little confusing. <laughs> yeah, that's probably like, fair. We just made out. If you get, if you get physical with somebody, you, you're going to owe them a text. Right. If you've been texting, you're going to owe them a text. I don't think this is like you need to be – date two needs to be like an in-person breakup situation. No, no. But date one – if there's any sort of emotional investment, I'm not even saying connection, but if there's been some sort of emotional investment, yeah, yeah, I'd I'd probably give them maybe not an explanation. You don't need to get all like, hey, it's not about this, it's about this, whatever. Just be like, hey, not feeling it. Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, yeah. and that's fair. You know where <laughs> where you could DFMO Sally? I think it's just DFM. DFM. What Adam? Adam what is it? Go to the Adam survey says. Yeah, Adam you, says DFM. I think DFMO is better. That's too we'll many put, letters. To put that to a poll. <laughs> um, anyway, where I was going with this is if, if you're in a pair of Rothy's on the dance floor, look out. Because you're just so comfortable. Look like out. Because you're getting flirty in a pair of Rothy's. Because when it comes to shoes, they've got to feel as good as they look. Rothy's knits uh, feature style and comfort. And they Would put you it, say Rothy's are the... D the DFM of shoes. They're the they're the DFM of shoes. That's yeah. a great way to put it, Sally. And if, yeah. look look out for the wool ones in the fall with the little tassels on them. Flirty, flirty. That, that's a little like you're in front of a bonfire at a at a lake house or ski house. Somebody uh, somebody on your you know on your arm, Adam. 
That's when you're wearing those wool Rothies. Game over. Their signature sneaker, by the way, has that classically cool look that goes with everything. The perfect mix of casual and elevated. And they're one-of-a-kind driving loafers, like I said, come in classic colors and eye-catching patterns made for the modern man. Men's Health Magazine said they were, quote, wowed by the sleek, upcycled shoes that look just as great as they feel. All sustainably made, machine washable, and built to last. I style my Rothy's with literally everything, Sally. Pair of shorts and a t-shirt in this Austin weather, done. Pair of golf pants and a polo up my alley too. And I've thrown the driving loafers on for a wedding or two. I'm yeah. going to be dead honest with you. I've done that. You can go up, down, wherever with your style. Rothy's is here for you. Or the dance floor. Or the dance floor. <laughs> and dance if floor. it's gross, they're machine washable. Look at that. What a, that's, that's why we keep her around, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> they get dirty after DFM. If they get dirty on the dance floor, just as dirty as you are, guess what? Machine washable comes right off. Find out what all the hype is about. Discover your new favorite pair of shoes and get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash mail. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash M-A-I-L for $20 off your order. That's one, Sally. Here we go. Hey, gang. Elton John is playing in my city this summer, supposedly his farewell tour. Where have we heard that one before? Mm -hmm. And all my bum-ass friends, just shots fired here, dragged their feet and did not get tickets, and now prices are through the roof, so I will be going alone. I've been to a lot of bars slash small venue shows alone, but a stadium is uncharted territory for me. What's my move? What do I wear? Do I talk to the wine moms, dance my pants off, etc.? Let me know. Looking to hear your ideal solo stadium concert experience. All ears signed mad. I don't know if it's like a Madison or like I'm like mad online. I think it's like a Madison situation. Okay. okay. Uh, I have not ever been to a concert. You've never soloed myself. a show before? Mm -mm. Uh, Will has. Mm -hmm. Will I went have. to Kanye by himself because he... <laughs> Gave me Kanye West tickets. <laughs> Yay. Sorry. Uh, for my birthday one year. And I was like, I don't even want to go to this concert. And he didn't even technically buy them. He just, it was like, I'm going to buy them. And so when push came to shove, I was like, I'd rather not. So okay. he went by himself. Wow. Uh, granted, my sister was also there. So they like okay. rode back together. Okay. But he was alone. Didn't he do a widespread panic show alone too? He's also he's done a couple <laughs> shows alone. I've I've done Dave Matthews alone for sure. Yeah, I think concerts are a really easy thing to do alone mm -hmm. because it's already kind of a personal experience, you know. Like, yeah, it's definitely a fun thing to do with groups, but it, especially if it's an artist you really care about, people are so in their own world when they're in a concert because they're experiencing it and like what's relative to their paradigm. So like. No one's going to notice if you're like dancing by yourself or they're mm. alone. No one's going to be like, what a creep is yeah, here by himself. person's alone. Yeah. yeah. I think that that's like a really easy way to just like go incognito and like people watch and enjoy yourself and like yeah. take yourself on a date. Take yourself on a date. Yeah. Um, yeah. Double fist uh, uh, your favorite beverage, maybe a Vizzy mm -hmm. um, for 20 bucks a pop and just just vibe. Listen to the music. You'll be singing with your eyes closed half the time anyway and dancing. Yeah. Um, I guess it it just totally depends on like what the vibe of the concert venue is. If it's a place that like, like when we went to Dead and & Company and it was like started at like, I mean, it was still light out when it started mm -hmm. and we it wasn't really crowded where we were sitting for like the beginning part. So we kind of talked to some people around us. But if you like go in, like when we went to John Mayer or like Bieber, it was like already very dark. Yeah. yeah so you're yeah. like not like tapping people to like chat them up. You're just there. You yeah, know? totally. It's just so it just depends on the vibe of the depends on the vibe. And like Elton John, there's enough upbeat songs where people will be up out of their seat. Everybody's gonna be singing. It's mm -hmm. like it's not one of those concerts that he's not gonna play like a bunch of stuff that people don't know. On the farewell right. tour, he'll play the hits. He's like, gonna play hits only. Um, I think a fun thing to do is depending on where it is, either meet a friend for a drink beforehand mm -hmm. or just go to like a bar that's near the venue 
and have a drink at the bar by yourself because there'll probably be people around you who are going. Yeah. Take yourself on a date. I like that, Sally. But Put yeah, dance your pants off. Chat to the wine moms if you want. Literally sing as loud as you want. Who cares? In my experience, wine moms have a blast at shows like Elton John. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't think you have to likely you will never see any of these people ever again in your life. So you can pretty much do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. And you can say whatever the hell you want. Nice. Um, who's your ideal solo concert experience? Um like if Beyonce's up there, are you just, can you just jam to that? I mean, Beyonce is more of a, a like actual show because you're like mm. watching the dancing and stuff like that. Yeah, I Elton John's pretty high up there for that's me. That's a good one. You kind of you kind of just sway back and forth. Yes, that's why they call it the blues. You know. Yeah, I think I think that there are like people like the Spice Girls or Britney or Shania Twain or Beyonce is one of those artists or they are, are all artists that like I have connections to those songs like with girlfriends so i think it would be a little bit more fun to be with a to yeah. be with some friends who like like up there being like it's britney bitch yeah and like singing along but at the same time like i think anything that's kind of a jam band mm -hmm. or like you know elton or billy joel or something like that would be fun yeah i'd run back uh i cried at a cold play show one time my first ever uh First ever like stadium concert. And by stadium I mean arena. Yeah. In Boston. Yeah. We uh we had smoked some weed, as uh -huh. one does, which gets me emotional. Uh-huh. I don't know if you know this about me. Um, I either get sleepy or emotional. This was emotional weed. And um it was the first concert I went to that had the wristbands, like the oh, light up oh, wristbands yeah. to Those the beat of the music. Cause a cause a moment for and sure. And Fitchu came on uh -huh. and the wristbands all like hit at the bridge. As you like your pregame song, yeah. but it just makes me cry sometimes. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's when I would do solo again. I didn't do it solo the first time I did it with the group, but point stands. Yeah, I would do Coldplay solo. Just What's your puddle? favorite concert you've ever been to? That's up there. Yeah, Coldplay is way, way up there. Also, I saw um, the Lumineers open for Dave Matthews back mm -hmm. before, like before Ho Hey Lumineers. Mm -hmm. That was a cool show, and then. Lastly, I saw Jack Johnson farm aid in Saratoga from about three and a half feet from him. Mm -hmm. And that was pretty sweet. Yeah. But uh, it's probably, probably my list. I haven't seen a ton. I mean, I've seen Dave like 30 times. So any Dave Matthews show is pretty, pretty up there for me. Oh, You're Three Six Mafia. <laughs> Just kidding. I didn't go to a Three Six Mafia show. I would. I went to a Drake Lil Wayne. Yeah. That's and, always, uh, that was always a fun one. At the Woodlands. It yep. was really fun. Saratoga always had those guys. We had like it was like Journey, Rush, Luke Bryan, Drake and Lil Wayne. <laughs> Classic. Wanna go to the next one? Yeah. Hey friends. If I show up to a bumble date and the pictures are clearly of their former self and not representative of what they look like anymore, how long do I have to stay before I can leave? I know that sounds shallow, but that's attraction, spelling in context here, but attraction is a huge part of any relationship. Love you all. Bye. How long are you staying? I think you have to stay the whole date. I think you do too. I think you give it, you give it one date and then it's you just like, okay. Date. Yeah. Like. I'm investing an hour and a half of my time. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not going to. It's gonna, 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Like, I think that you can. Always, this is why it's always nice to like meet for a drink with a bumble person that you don't know yet. So you don't have to like put pressure on it to eat dinner, or like do something. And then you have an out for like when mm -hmm. that they try to turn that into something else. And yeah. you can be like, oh, I've got a big presentation tomorrow. Like, gotta go home. It's always a big presentation. Driving someone to the airport. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> my sister's in labor. Yeah. My I sister's need a new in phone. Labor. Uh, you, you can't leave in the middle of the day. No, no. Give it. I mean, give unless it something like egregious happens, like mm -hmm. you... oh, just ask them who they voted for. Just yeah. re just really make it easy. Ask them their opinion on the on the Dobbs opinion. See yes. how that goes. Yes. 
What do you think about the overturning of Roe v. Wade? Just really just lead off with that. And then watch them <laughs> lose their shit. But the thing is, like, what if you ask and they agree with you and then you have to, like. Then just, then you go the other way. You take the opposing view. Yeah, exactly. Just to start an argument. Staunchly opposing view and just be like, ooh, this is not going to work. Uh, I was on a a Bumble or Hinge date one time and the guy showed up in flip-flops. My man. And I was like. My guy. This is upsetting. Did he have a pair of chinos on too? Yeah. Yes. It was like, it, there was a really dark time where I was like dating on Bumble in Houston and it the like the four that I went on were all the like the four most disappointing dates of my life. But this guy <laughs> Can I can I ask you something? How yeah. does okay, from a girl's point of view, what makes a date bad? Is it like the conversation sucked? Is it there was just zero physical attraction? Like both of those things? When you're just like sitting there, like the the small talk is like, oh the weather's pretty nice out today, huh? Yeah. Cold front coming through later. Yeah, and just like people not really being like confident in themselves, you can mm-hmm. sniff that from a mile away. Ooh. So, like when people are really nervous and like just like just like fidgeting with their hands, yeah, and their or like drink. word vomiting, you're just like, <sighs> oh, I, I, I know I do that though. There's like flirty it. banter, and then there's just like flirty, aw- flirty banter, flirty banter, or there's just like awkward small talk, and mm-hmm. that all goes back to like if you have chemistry with somebody or not. Like if you it's have true. chemistry with somebody, you're like. You're playing word tennis with each other. You're just hitting it back and forth. You're bantering. <laughs> but then when it's awkward, like, and they just, like, tell you about their, like, family dog for, like, an hour, and you're just, like, I don't care about Rufus, the dog. Like, I just. Sally hates dogs. You heard it here no. first. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Will knows this. I. Our first meeting didn't go great. Really? Yeah. This okay. Wait, first meeting after you've been talking, or first like Facetime? No, no, no. First, first meeting in, in person. person. Oh, no. I think mostly because because he gets we, he's a little, he gets a little nervous. Sometimes. No, it was because we knew each other so well, and oh. so then when we met in person, it was like weird because we, you know, you, I had seen him, we'd Facetime, but like all of a sudden he was like real and in front of me, and I like hated him, and then <laughs> uh, hated him. No, I hated his croquis and if you ask him he will make fun of me because i was wearing a silk camo shirt and like converse and he was like this girl's a fucking psychopath too i think we both i think the first lunch that we had together was just like we'd known each other so long like for a month like in everything about each other and then we like showed up and we were like oh shit our dinner date that night went a lot better and i definitely like made out with him in the cab on the way home so like started off slow yeah. And then we got there. I've had a it's like, I guess, opposite experience where I've been in like a group of friends, uh-huh. right? And like I've been single and a girl in a group of friends has been single and we like hit it off at like a group setting. Mm-hmm. And then the first time we tried to take it like one-on-one after yeah. that like fun group setting, I was like, oh, this didn't go the way I – as well as I thought. Yeah. Um, that's kind of it's kind of a bummer at the time, but mm-hmm. since we've since moved past that years later. Yeah, it's I think meeting Will in person after dating him over the phone and online for a month, it wasn't that it he looked different than I thought he would. It was just like knowing someone so well and then seeing their mannerisms and stuff in real life was like weird. But like not <laughs> in a bad jarring. way. Yeah. It was just like I think it was like more like freaked me out like because i was like oh god now i'm in like a relationship which yeah. i was damn and, like i mean when was that how like when did you guys start dating like time? our first date was april 30th 2015 15 no shit but we like slid into each other's dms like march of 2015 okay on twitter mm-hmm. interesting damn. but i think if you get there and you have like no investment in the person and they just look totally different from what you pictured. Mm-hmm. It, that's what blind dates are. Okay. Yeah, it happens. People have been doing it for years. Centuries. You go, you act polite. Make a friend. You have a drink and then you just move on with your life. Mm-hmm. You know what? 
could be, if they were willing, the official sponsor of blind date drinks everywhere. I think it would it would make it easier to go on blind dates if you just already knew that you were going to have a Vizzy in your hand. If you knew you had a Vizzy in your hand, you'd be, you want, you shoot, it might turn into a good date at that point. You never know. Yeah. Because if you have a Vizzy in your hand, uh, the situation's a vibe, no matter what. Yeah. No matter where this summer takes you, one thing is for sure. Like I said, it's going to be a vibe, Sally. And when you're ready to make the good vibes even better, how about an ice cold Vizzy hard seltzer in your hand. It passes the vibe check with its bold and delicious fruit flavors. Vizzy has you covered this summer with a wide range of refreshing fruit flavors. Pineapple mango, black cherry lime, strawberry kiwi, and blueberry pomegranate are obviously the OGs. Sally, I was in Montana recently. Mm-hmm. Montana. And uh, I went on the pre- uh, pre-vacation, you know, pre-vacation house grocery run. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things to do. And uh, they had the Vizzy Mimosa hard seltzers. Are you familiar? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great vacation one. They go hard. Yeah. You said this summer is going to be flirty. Summer yeah, flirty Saturday. Flirty summer. Yeah. <laughs> Vizzy's taking the flirtiness up another level. I promise you this. With the Mimosa hard seltzers, it's a vibe. It's flirty. And you know what? They taste good. They do taste They, they keep you letting your feet, too. The thing about having too many other alcoholic beverages uh, kind of can knock you off your feet a little bit. Especially when you're you like in a long-haul day-drinking situation. If you're in a long-haul day-drinking situation, I don't think there's a better drink, period, than Vizzy Hard Seltzer. Vizzy Hard Seltzer is the seltzer that passes the vibe check. Um, and if you're just excited to try a Vizzy Hard Seltzer this summer as I was... Here's how to get yours. To find Vizzy Hard Seltzer near you, go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. And for updates on the latest flavor drops and more, sign up at VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. You must be 21 plus to enjoy. Next one, Sally? Mm-hmm. Brett and Sal. This situation is from a while ago, but still bothers me from time to time when I think about it. So, I wanted to get a definitive answer. A few years ago, I worked as a restaurant manager. Side note, terrible career path, brutal hours, low pay, and responsible for a multi-million dollar business. I got out and QOL, I'm guessing quality of life, is much better. One tangent saying, uh, a few years ago, I worked as a restaurant, restaurant manager Excuse me, with a team of two other managers. I'm a man and there are both women. A situation came up where we were informed that a waitress had a bit of an odor issue. To me, this was pretty cut and dry that one of our female managers would handle this, and I agreed that if it came up about any male employees, I would address it. However, they both disagreed and said that all of us should be able to handle that situation. I somewhat agree, and if I was the only manager, I would address the situation. However, with a manager of equal stature, and of the same sex available, that is the better option in my eyes. Question being, should a guy handle all male hygiene and vice versa? What do you think? P.S. Do you guys ever get any good follow-ups from the stories that people submit? Answer that one quickly. Yes, we do. And if you'd like to hear more of them, I'd be happy to share. But it's just kind of, it's in an episode that already has a lot packed into it, mm-hmm. it's tough to share a lot of stories in context. Right, Adam? Anyway, Sally, should... I agree with him on this. I do. I totally do, too. Because there's a wide range of male-specific and female-specific, like, things that happen. Um, And if you're the same, you know, rank, I guess, as fellow managers, I think that's probably a better thing for the member of the same sex to handle. Right. Pretty cut and dry. I... I get what he's saying too. If it, he's the only manager, but like, like if you and I are dealing with something, and mm-hmm. like you have to approach Adam about how bad he smells, I'd rather you just do it than yeah. like me. Adam, you smell great, by the way. I don't even actually know what you smell like. And I feel now. like it would the person in question would probably feel more comfortable with it coming from a member of the same sex, right? 
I, I would think it's like somebody that he's really close with, like the waitress is like his friend or something, and then he can shoot a like, hey, that's why I like. I yeah. actually almost think in that case, <laughs> I would still rather come from someone else because then you don't want to be the friend who's like, yeah, yeah, I I don't know, I agree with him. I don't know that there's that much more to say about it. Just really make really make that person super uncomfortable, and all three of you go at once. Yeah. Hey, we need we need to we need we to have talk. an intervention with you. About She's like, am I am I fired? No, no, no. I'm just going to fire you up with some uh, deodorant. Deodorant. Yeah. I, yeah. There are, I mean, there are just things as a woman that I would rather like talk to another woman about. Like, mm-hmm. literally, it, it was when I was pumping at work, it was a lot easier to explain to one of the female sure. doctors, yeah, yeah. like, hey, I've got a, leave the OR, go put my pump on, blah, blah, blah. And I stopped kind of caring because I was like, Mm -hmm. at this point, like, I don't give a shit what people know about me and that I'm like having to pump my milk out of my boobs. So I would just tell tell my, also my male attendings. Mm -hmm. But I think that if they, you know, needed to like address something with me, I would rather probably have a female tell me about it. Yeah, I think so too. I mean- Trying to think of like guys, but deodorant's a perfect thing. If I smelled bad and and like Sally came up to me, I was like, "Hey, dude, figure figure your shit out." I'd be like, "Fuck." If like Dylan said, "Hey, dude, put deodorant on," I'd be like, "Okay, gotcha, gotcha." Yeah. Hey, Adam. Never mind. Just kidding. Um. Yeah, I think that one's pretty. Actually, Adam, we have to talk to you about your halitosis. I'm just kidding. What's halitosis? Bad breath. Oh. Did you hear we uh, found out about Billy Rubin recently? Yes. Billy Rubin is not a Ford dealership owner. <laughs> Jaundice is also not a word, by the way. Uh, you look jaundice doesn't that doesn't work. <laughs> you're jaundiced. Ah, uh, you're jaundiced. Um, what's worse, having BO or having bad breath, and being unaware of it? I think BO is worse because bad breath, I feel like, is uh, sort of controllable. No, I'm talking about not like in a one-off situation. I'm talking about every day you're you're known as the person with bad breath oh. or with BO. You can't be the BO guy, right? I don't think you can be I mean, bad breath. I mean, you don't want to be dog breath either. either. We, oh, I'm, I, I hesitate. There was a, re, a reporter when I worked at the Broncos. She was just very, very attractive, but she had terrible breath and would like interview the guys after oh. games and – they were, they were, she was dog breath and it's yeah. very mean and I'm just going to leave it at that. People, do yourself a favor and get a tongue scraper on Amazon and scrape the bacteria off your tongue. That's what causes people to have bad breath and a lot of people don't know. So like brushing your teeth will help, but most of it has to do with the bacteria that's in your mouth. Is it true that if you hold your thumb down, it deactivates your dad reflux? I think that is true. I think I've done it before. It's only on one hand, though. I think it's on your left hand. Yeah. You have to do your left thumb. And I've done that with a toothbrush before because when the quip has like the thing on the back Mm -hmm. and it works. I I brushed my tongue, but I started feeling really fresh. It's this little scraper and you just just scrape the... Ah. It's it's like, it's not, it's it's not like, it's just like. Getting the back, it's just getting the like crap off your tongue. Just getting the crap off your tongue. It's a tongue scraper. You will never ha- and floss. Floss. Your teeth. We should do like a. There's this software called Canal mm-hmm. that we got to talk about where you can. It's basically we would build like the Sally and Brett store. Uh huh. We should build a, a mail-in store. That's like you. It's sort of like an Amazon store. Yeah, like an Amazon yeah. storefront situation. Yeah. But it's different. It's a little more classy than an Amazon um, storefront. This is just like an unsolicited PSA, okay. but really dental hygiene is so important. And when I was a kid, like I would be like, whatever, who cares? Mm-hmm. Like I wish I would have taken better care of my teeth. But as an adult, not only is it like socially you need to like take care of your mouth because it's gross when you have bad breath or shit in your teeth, but also you can – did you know – that you can get endocarditis from having shit with with your gums, like having gum infections. No. So 
your the blood that is in your mouth is like obviously directly connected to your whole body, but mostly because there is a direct pathway between your mouth and your heart via the mediastinum. And if you have bad I'm more of a Gloria Steinem fan, but <laughs> if you have bad infections in your mouth or like gingivitis or anything like that, you can also get endocarditis, which is wow. an infection of the heart muscle. Don't want that. Which is why people who like have had heart had heart procedures take antibiotics anytime they go get dental work done mm-hmm. as like a like a preemptive thing. But wow. your gum health is very related to your heart health. Really? Or vice versa, actually. Your heart health is related to your gum health. So have clean mouths, people. PSA, Adam. You hear that? Yeah. Why are you laughing? Adam's like, I better start flossing. Yeah, people, you got to start <laughs> yeah. taking care of your gums. I'm gonna, I need to go to the dentist. I haven't been to the dentist. Do not neglect in, your gums. I, think I haven't been to the dentist since I was probably 23. Man. I have like been on a big flossing kick. It nothing makes your mouth feel cleaner. I agree. I'm gonna. You know what? Starting today, mm-hmm. summer of flirty. What is it? You're gonna flirty. Boom. One flirty. floss, blood everywhere. Oh yeah. No, I've 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 like every once in a while I'll just hit it. If I feel kind of like nasty, I'll, I'll hit yeah. it and be like, there we go. Just, just feel something. Spitting out blood like I'm in a fight. Yeah. Uh huh. But yours? What's it? Flirty, flirty milf Sally. Is that what you're? What this, is it? Flirty milf Sally, isn't oh, that yeah. the I summer? I, yeah, I think I said that. <laughs> and mine's I'm Floss Brett. Floss Brett. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's do the next one. Dear Brett and Sally, love the pod and the whole network. Here's the deal, though. Essentially, I feel like I'm in a bit of a funk. For reference, I'm 23, just off my first year of law school. I currently work seven days a week, nine to five, Monday through Friday. At a clerk uh, or clerking in a small firm, and on the weekends, I bartend at a country club. Not gonna lie, the first year of law school beat me up, and I'm still transitioning back into trying to have a social life. I need the clerkship for the resume and the bartending gig for the cash and the connections. During the week, I'm very strict on my routine of work, going to the gym, etc. Then on the weekend, I can never make solid plans for Saturday. Slash, I'm playing catch up with my friends because I'm working the bartending gig. Currently single and really don't have anything on the horizon. My girlfriend, my girl space friends regularly tell me, by the way, girl space friends, Sally, hear that? Mm-hmm. They regularly tell me to jump on the apps, but I feel, uh, I just feel like that's not my scene and haven't liked them in the past. I live in the same city I went to undergrad and grew up in. So I have friends around, but a lot of them are tough to get out for one reason or another. And a handful of them are about to move. I live with a guy who was in my fraternity during college and we get along great and go out when we can. Do you guys have any advice for a person who just feels like they're stuck in their life? I would love to go out more and be more flexible in my social life, but I really just don't have the time right now. I'm a well-rounded person who is dedicated to the gym, but also loves to golf, cook, and try new restaurants when they can. But I just feel like those won't help me meet new people and have more fun. I've done the sports leagues in the past and honestly just didn't love it. Any advice on how to make life more fun when you're on a time crunch every what feels like 24-7? Sally, guys in a funk. You got to lean into the funk. Lean into the funk. Yeah. What do you mean by lean into the funk? Who among us has not had this happen? Yeah, I've been in a funk. And honestly, by putting so much pressure on yourself, you are not allowing yourself to like enjoy when things are happening to you. And granted, like probably you are really busy. Like you're in law school or you're in the middle of law school or summer of law school. I mean, uh, working five days a week and then bartending that that's a lot on somebody's plate. And so yeah. to be like, okay, now I'm done with work and now I need to go get a drink with somebody to like keep up this like social life. That's a lot on your plate. So uh, everyone at any any point in their life has to give up something or multiple things because you have to make room for the other stuff that's happening in your life. And at this point in your life, you have to have that job and you have to have the other job for money and you have to go to law school. And it sucks. It does. It sucks. But at the same time, torturing yourself over the fact that like you're not – 
doing fun stuff with friends or meeting new people or like having this insane social life is also making it probably worse. And it's okay to like live your life, do your job, go home, watch a movie and like repeat the same thing the next time. I think that there's a lot of pressure on people when they're in their mid twenties to have an Instagram life, early thirties that you have to be traveling and you have to be out and you have to do all of this stuff. I've definitely felt that. And I wasn't even in school. I, I had friends who were in law school at the time too, and they were incredibly busy, but I was like, I've talked about this before working 12 hour shifts and then, you know, going out of town for people's weddings and stuff like that. Never feeling like I had the time to like catch up and just do domestic stuff. Mm-hmm. So there are things that every single person, the people on Instagram who are traveling all the time or going out all the time, they're also giving up something too. And maybe what, what you're doing right now is the responsible thing. And it probably feels like shit because you're 23 and like probably the rest of your friends are doing whatever the hell they want. But this is going to pay off in dividends one day. And then when you are a lawyer and you like make money and can have a social life again, mm-hmm. And you can have weekends. That's when you can hang out with people and meet new people. But right now, it may be the time for you to put your head down and just do the work. Yeah, that's that's option A, right? Is continue on the path you're in because you're sort of paying, you're you're putting a down payment on the rest of life by working right. your ass off now with law school, right? Being in such a routine that life feels boring and funky and like the dating isn't there and the social life's not where you want it to be, but. You're filling up another cup. It's not like you're doing nothing. Right. You are putting down a down payment on the rest of your life. Not to get all like Emmanuel Acho on you there, but this this uh, what you're doing now, and as far as work goes and school goes, is going to pay off in the long run. It's like it, and it, and not like thirty years from now. It, it's going to be five or six years from now. You're going to yeah. be in a you know you'll still be working a lot, but you'll be making a lot of money. You'll be you'll have more time. You'll have the weekends are going to be available. So that's option one: is keep doing what you're doing, embrace the funk as Sally says. And it, it, like, just, just know that the light's at the end of the tunnel. Might not feel close, but it is. Mm-hmm. And then option two is sort of the tough love option, where I'm going to say you're funking yourself by working seven days a week. Yeah. You are, your, your body is not meant to do that unless you're chasing down like prey 10,000 years ago. Like you're, yeah. you're, you're working yourself and and routining yourself into a funk. Yeah. When you're not allowing yourself any any opportunity to spice up life because you have literally all of your time is spoken for. Right. What, what, what do you expect? So radical change requires radical change. And that's something I've preached on this. And that's, again, with the Emmanuel Acho stuff. But like, can you work the country club? Like, why not load up two or three of your days? load up working on Wednesday, Thursday and country club bartend Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night, like get off of work from the clerk, uh, from the, from the law firm at five. And then you're at the country club by six and you're working six to close and it's going to be a motherfucker. But two of those days a week are going to be exhausting. And then guess what? Friday at five, my guy, you're not working until Monday or, or have Saturday to, to, you know, just maybe load up two of your days that are miserable mm-hmm. for two completely free days that you can change up your routine. You can do something like sacrifice the gym on those days because you're working you're working your ass off anyway. Bartending is not a sedentary job. Yeah. You're on your feet. You're mixing it up with people. It, I, I've bartended before. It's, I don't go home feeling like, oh, can't wait to you know get on my feet and go for a walk. I'm like, get me in the sofa and let me watch Sports Center. So I just think, why not? Why not change something, whether it's your work schedule and eventually, I think, you know, getting out of the city that you're super comfortable in, getting out of your comfort zone. Maybe that's your next law firm, your next clerkship, your next whatever it is after J2, J1, J whatever, L1. I don't, y- y'all law school people just. I think it's L1. L1, sure. L2. L2, L1, J1, J2. I, who knows? Anyway, once you got the JD on your, on your, uh on your diploma, maybe mix it up, change something, change like that's, that's, 
change to yourself is going to create opportunities for change elsewhere. It's going to change your social life. It's going to change the opportunities you have with, with girls. It's going to have like, maybe you do get on the apps, man. Like I poo pooed the apps and guess what? I worked out. So I just think like you got to change something. If you want to go option B, option A, do what you're doing. It's going to work out. Lights at the end of the tunnel. Option B, change something. And like, I get you're in a funk, but that's, that's what it's going to take. I, agree with you i also think though that they're like you have to stop putting so much pressure on yourself to like live this perfect life of like doing your job doing the gym meeting a girl yeah seeing all your friends you just you gotta let go of some of that do something every day that makes you happy whether it's like going to the gym or going to meet a friend for a drink or watching seven episodes of friends mm-hmm do something that will bring you joy every day so you don't like slump into a depression. But at the same time, like this is how you have to live your life currently to get through law school, then do that. I don't know. I just think, I think it's really, really easy for people in their twenties and early thirties to compare themselves to other people and think like, I'm doing all of this. Maybe I have a really hard job. Maybe I have a really hard family situation going on. Maybe I have health issues, whatever, but I've got to devote all of my time and energy to that. And on top of that, have this social life or find a girlfriend or, you know, do all of the other things because that's what's expected of me. Yeah. And maybe what's expected of you right now is just like getting through it. Yeah. You are 23 years old. You have the benefit of time. You exactly. have the benefit of youth. And you have the benefit of, of being able to, like your, your responsibilities on the home front, I, I'm assuming, aren't, you, you know, you don't have a, a wife. You don't have kids. You don't have a mortgage. You kind of didn't, you got, you're living life as it, as it comes at you. So be careful with routine. Routine is good because it makes life more efficient. You can also get, in too much of a routine where you have no other time that's unavailable and you kind of routine yourself into a funk. I've been there before for sure. So you have a couple different options here. And if you want to go option A and just grind through it, how to make life more fun, set something up each week to look forward to. Whether that's a tea time or a happy hour with your buddies, like, if you get off at work at five, you and and you you're like, you know what? I'm gonna sacrifice the gym on Thursday nights for a little get together with my friends, and I'm gonna look forward to that every single week. Maybe that's what you sacrifice is one yeah. day at the gym. Yeah. So because uh, you know you shouldn't work out seven days a week anyway. So yeah. my PSA. <laughs> Let's do the last one, Sally. Ready? Okay. Hey, Brett and Sally, love the pod. Thank you. Love you too. Uh, I've been placed in charge of planning my friend's bachelor party for next spring. He's looking to do a Kentucky bourbon trail sort of thing with the, with, with the weekend finishing off at the Kentucky Derby. I was wondering if you guys had any tips or recommendations on planning this. For context, there are eight guys going on the trip and the trip will probably just be a long weekend. The entire group is in their mid-20s and this is really the first bachelor party of the friend group. So I wanna do my best in making everything run as smoothly as possible. Thanks for all you do and hope to hear your thoughts. Kentucky baby. Bourbon Trail. I'm gonna be totally honest. I don't know anything about Kentucky. Well, your luck, your boy does. Uh Louisville? Yeah. Will's done the Kentucky Derby more. It's very times. fun. And it's a great, it's a great idea for a bachelor party. I love this idea. Yeah. My only contr I'm gonna let you go for it. My only contribution is to like book shit early. Uh likely you're gonna need an Airbnb for eight guys. That stuff's gonna book this, up. So think of this as is Napa East yeah. for men. Because it's like you do the, you know, the Napa West is is you get in the sprinter van, you yeah. do the wine, the vineyards. Napa East is the bourbon trail where you do Woodford and you do you can do Jack if you want. Yeah. And do all that in a sprinter van with your boys. Yeah. So um anything related to a big event like the Kentucky Derby is gonna take some planning way ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And having planned multiple bachelorettes myself, people can be really, really annoying about being responsive. So start planning now. Give people deadlines. 
and don't feel bad for hounding them. And I know that that's kind of an annoying position to be in, but at the same time, like it's better to get all of this shit planned out way ahead of time so that you don't have, you don't have to worry about trying to make a reservation for eight guys like three weeks beforehand. Cause that's not mm-hmm. going to fly. Either. Yeah. Don't do that. I would, I would advise getting an Airbnb and in, in my opinion, probably go Lexington over uh, Louisville because Lexington is a cooler like college town to me. Oh, the poor, poor Louisville people are going to murder me for that one. But I think UK is more fun. Um, bar scene in UK is, or Lexington is awesome. It's only an hour. I think it's like an hour and 20 minutes from Louisville. Mm-hmm. So you, like, you can load up Saturday morning on a van, do a bourbon, do a, you know, do a uh, distillery, and still be at the Kentucky Derby uh, Churchill Downs by 1 o'clock, no problem. Yeah. So I would do something. It's basically like a triangle. It's like Cincinnati, Louisville, Lexington. As long as you're somewhere in there, I would do an Airbnb for eight guys, probably do a four bedroom, you know, give the groom his own room and then everybody else kind of splits up as they go. I would get a a party van of some sort where you can kind of go in between um, distilleries and kind of do the bourbon trail. I would do a bar night in Lexington, Friday night, go to Tin Roof, Shouts. Uh, and then Saturday, load up and go to the Kentucky Derby. I think it's it's a it's a great idea because you kind of have an anchor to the weekend, mm-hmm. um, and there's plenty of other fun stuff to do. So Friday, you know, during the day, do some distilleries. Saturday during the day, um, the I guess the only problem is that if everybody's got to go in Friday and leave Sunday, your distillery bourbon trail time is kind of tough because the Kentucky Derby slash day at Churchill is going to take up a lot of the day. You don't have to yeah. be there because the Derby's not until like six o'clock. So you don't necessarily have to go in for every race on the card that day. So maybe that's what you do. You do Saturday's distillery day, and then you walk into the Kentucky Derby absolutely mangled with your boys. Do you do infield? Um, I've never done the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. I've only watched it. I've been to Keeneland, which is in Lexington, and that's yeah. not really an infield spot. Uh, I think if you're mid-20s, infield's kind of fun. I think if you're, yeah, you go, in, you go infield. Because you're not, I mean, if you're mid-20s, you're not going to be like, Brucing yourself up that much wearing polos and khakis or or chinos yeah yeah have fun with it um and then the other thing i would do is the only dinner plan i would make would be friday night because saturday night's going to be a shit show if you do bourbon all day and then go to the kentucky derby so like don't try to make the steakhouse reservation for saturday night because one you won't be able to get one in louisville and and two you you won't make it back to lexington anywhere near dinner time so give up on saturday dinner do that one as it goes um and then plan the the cool dinner or if you want to do that dinner uh friday night that'd be my advice but you're gonna have a fun one that's that's a good idea i appreciate that um sally before we get out of here do you have any shower thoughts i know you do i do i have two shower thoughts one guess what i had last weekend or two weeks ago because you were out last week your shower thought well, this is before my shower thought, but this is like a, I, I thought of this during the podcast. Okay. I don't know. Orange wine. Oh. Uh-huh. How uh-huh. was it? Uh, not, didn't taste like oranges. I still haven't had any. So orange wine, I, I asked the bartender um, at Wax Myrtles. You have to go. It's awesome. Okay. Very cool place. I asked the bartender, what is orange wine? I'm very curious. I've, I've heard from a friend who's recently been to uh, L.A., that it is all the rage. And he said, well, it is wine that's um, naturally fermented. There's something about the way it is done that is much more earthy and natural than normal. Mm-hmm. And so I had some, and it tasted like earthy rosé to me. Okay. So it was good. I'd do it again. But I, I'm not, I wasn't blown away. What do you think about the trend of people putting jalapenos in their rosé? Um, as not a huge jalapeno guy, I'm probably not on board, but I like a little spice. Like I like a hard, like a jalapeno mark here and there. I'll get spicy. I haven't tried it yet. I mean, any, but like my mom used to put blueberries and watermelon in her Chardonnay all the time. I'm down with that. A little sangria situation. A little sangria situation. I'll, I'll, fuck it. I'll put a jalapeno in my rosé. I'm, I'm not against it. Next week. I'll try. Let's just do jalapeno rosé in there. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. Okay. Uh, then my shower thought. 
I have a blister currently residing on my left thumb. See that? Mm-hmm. Blister. This is from golfing too much. Okay. TFM. I was looking at it today because I peeled the skin off because it was getting like flappy, which yeah. I know you're not supposed to do, but it was already healed enough underneath it. Fine. Okay. How does your body know what new fingerprints to put on the blister spot so that they match the freaking other fingerprints you have? How does that happen? Well, because your cells are growing in a certain formation of your fingerprint. So it's not like when that skin sloughs off, it's just like a whole new like blueprint. It's it's the, the same, same one. Grooves, right. Because your cells are growing in a certain pattern of your fingerprints. But isn't that fucking the same crazy? way that like if you <coughs> um But if your finger felt like if you cut your finger off, it wouldn't grow back in the same finger. Well, you wouldn't grow a finger back. There's animals that do that. Humans are not. Humans don't grow. I think the only thing that can regenerate itself. Is skin. Well, like your liver can kind of regenerate itself. That's good. But like you can't just like grow a new toe. Or like you can repair what's been broken or disrupted, but you can't like grow a whole new. Interesting. But I just like. I'm looking at my finger. It knows exactly which grooves belong where. Well, yeah. Like, think about it. It's starting, like, way down in your epidermis. And, like... What about the epididymis? Your, your dermal layer. <laughs> no. Different uh, different spot. <laughs> but, like, I, isn't that not cool? Or is that just, like, medical people are just like, yeah, dude, duh. I think we're just like, yeah, dude, duh. When you had, right. <laughs> when you had it on the rundown, I thought you were just going to talk about how weird fingerprints are it's weird that nobody has the same fingerprints i'll say that you would think that like same genes you know you think twins would have the same fingerprints because everything else is a biological identical blueprint no yeah same thing with teeth you're like you would think you're molar molar not moral molar like teeth records look different than everyone that's crazy do you you know there's like different types of fingerprints Mine, all of mine except for my forefinger or my like pointer finger are like the like swoop one. You swoop, oh, you swoop uh, up. Mine like swoop. Yeah, except for my pointer finger is like a circle by itself. Interesting. I always thought, so I have a little spot on my forearm where my hair like goes in a vortex. Mm -hmm. And I've always thought that spot is like meant something. Like if I get a tattoo, I'm going to put it right there. Where it's your, like your arm know. vortexes. Yeah, where my arm vortexes. Did y'all ever? Here's my shower thought. I just okay. thought of this. Did you ever play the game when you were a kid where somebody would drag their fingers up your arm and your eyes were closed and you had to stop them when they got to the crease of your arm? No, but I'm pretty sure we like we played a similar game. That's the first time I've ever been like. <laughs> it's looking at me like I'm a serial killer. Yeah, no, I never played that. You've never done that. Uh, no, but like we played. I, I imagine doing that on like the fifth grade bus. Yeah. And like, like, remember, like, you ever play Seven Up or what's it? Heads, heads down, up, seven, seven Up. Heads, yeah. heads down, Seven Up. That was definitely the first time I've ever been like, oh, I'd like girls, because if your like crush puts your put your thumb down, whoa, buddy. Yeah. That's a. I that's don't know a that we were moment. playing with this with boys. I think literally, like, you would your eyes are closed and someone else is running their finger or fingers up the side your arm, mm-hmm. and it always you say stop when it gets to the crease of your arm, but. You really, people say stop about an inch before because really? like all the skin feels very similar. So to win, you really had to wait until they got really close. No shit. Because it feels, I'll do it to you after the show okay. is over. Um, Adam yeah, literally looked at me like thoughts. I was a soot. I've, such a I've definitely never played that game before. Yeah. Did you ever do the crack an egg on your head? Yep. Feel the yolk running down. Yeah. 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 We didn't sing the song, but we did the crack the yeah. egg thing. And then this, like the spider on your. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We did all those games. Yeah. Yeah. Heads up, uh, heads down, seven up. I think it's heads up, seven up. Heads up, Thank seven you, up. Thank you, Adam. Okay. I mean, Adam says, who among us did not cheat in that game by looking at people's shoes when they were next to them? Ooh, I think I, I think like little innocent old Brett was like, no, oh, I totally r- rule follower. Your head's down and your like eyes are closed, but you'd like kind of peek them and you could see the person's shoes and you're like mm. yeah that's those are connor shoes yeah and if Lindsay walked by and put your thumb down it's like oh my god that's oh my why god, oh my when god. i would put people's thumbs down mm-hmm. 
I would literally like stand and reach way oh, over because so you... I knew that people were cheating like I was. Damn. That's legit. Mm-hmm. That's legit. I always won because I had a great poker Because you cheated. <laughs> I cheated. And when it was me, no one could guess it was me because I had a great poker face. Okay. Poker face. But I'm not good at poker. Subscribe to the uh, Mail-In Podcast, rate us five stars, review, tell a friend about it too. Hit the hotline number 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in the link in the Twitter bio at Mail-In Podcast. Sally, where can the folks find you? Uh, You can find me at Sally DeFreeze on Instagram and Twitter. Or in the water outside of Abel's on the lake. (laughs) I am Brett Merriman at Schmerriman. On both of those platforms. That's A Town Behind on the ones and twos. Thank you for producing today. See you guys next week.